notice, and awareness. Those are the buzzwords for how you get your podcast out to the audience you're trying to reach. And it's a noisy internet world. So how do you do it? That's what we're going to talk about on this episode of Podcastification. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. Podcastification is all about you, teaching you how to podcast, how to put into practice the best practices that I and my team have learned in working with hundreds of clients. You are going to podcast better from listening to this show. If you like what you hear on Podcastification, please just hit the pause button, swipe to the sharing function on your app, and share this episode with somebody you know will benefit. And if you'd like to get in on more Podcastification goodness, you can do it by subscribing to our Podcast Optimizer email series. And I promise you, you won't get lots of junk. You'll just get one actionable email a week. Go to podcastfasttrack.com slash optimizer. That is enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Hey, welcome back to Podcastification. If your show is going to be top in its niche, people have got to know about it. It's obvious, but it's true. And you don't accomplish that by posting 10 Facebook posts per day saying, listen to my podcast, listen to my podcast. Hey, did you know I have a podcast? Even if you include an audiogram. That's not going to work. The awareness step that we're covering on today's episode requires what I refer to as guerrilla promotion techniques. Now, what I mean by that is they're not always orthodox marketing. They're not always the way that you hear it talked about on social media. Some of them involve social media. Some don't. So let's just dive right in and talk about them. Number one, you should get business cards printed up for your show. Seriously. Now, sticking with the real estate example from last week's episode, if you are actively working in the real estate industry, say you're a real estate coach or something, and you're teaching things that others who are working in the real estate industry need to know, well, when you cross paths with those people in everyday life, those people are people who could really benefit from the things you teach on your podcast, right? But they're not going to know about it unless you're able to easily tell them about it. So along with trying to rustle up new customers, new clients, handing out normal business cards as a real estate professional, why not rustle up some new listeners to your show by handing out podcast show specific business cards? See, you can include direct links for the easiest way they can subscribe to your show. Heck, you could even put QR codes on there, which is what I've done on some of my podcast business cards. You want to make it simple. And there are what are called smart links where you can set that QR code to open device-specific apps. For example, if the person has Apple Podcasts on their phone and they scan the QR code, it will pull up an option for them to subscribe to your show specifically using Apple Podcasts. Or maybe they've got Stitcher on their phone, or maybe they've got Pocket Casts or Downcast on their phone. The link will detect what apps they have on that device, and pull up options that only apply to that device. It's just an amazing thing. I will leave some resources for those kinds of smart links in the description for this episode. You can find that in your podcast player right now if you swipe right, left, up, down, I don't know where it is on your app, but you can find it. 
All right, let's move on to step number two in this awareness and notice piece. All right, you want to find the online and real life communities that deal with the subject matter that you deal with on your podcast. You know, it only takes one search on Facebook to find groups that are interested in what you have to say. You need to do that. You need to sit down on Facebook, sit down on LinkedIn, and find the groups that the members of that group are interested in talking about the things that you cover on your podcast. You want to join those groups, request to join those groups. And once you're approved, you want to get into them. Now, don't just take any old group. You want to choose to be in the groups where it appears that there is a decent number of members and that the group seems fairly active. Most of the platforms will show you when the last post was. Don't get in a group that's stale. Don't get in a group that's only got 10 people. Get in the groups that are larger and seem to be more active. And again, don't immediately go into that group and start saying, listen to my podcast, listen to my podcast. Hey, did you know I have a podcast? No, instead of that, you want to follow these steps. First of all, watch and listen. Read the posts, watch the videos, see what the tone of the group is like. You want to join in with the way things normally flow. Secondly, you want to read the group rules. Sometimes when I go into a new group, I'll read the rules very first thing. And if it's a thing that seems like it's kind of a heavy-handed group and the administrators are really stern and those kinds of things, I'm not going to have much opportunity in there to really be of help to people. Because sometimes they're so close-fisted with their group that they don't let you share anything of your own content. And it's not that I want you to blast out your content, but you need to have the opportunity, if it comes up naturally, to truly help somebody by sharing one of your resources with them. And so you want to be sure that you're in the right kinds of groups. Okay, so after you've watched, after you've listened, after you've paid attention to the tone of the group, notice the common questions or the common needs that arise. You know, I'm in a few Facebook groups for different subject matter issues, and the same questions come up about every three months. Well, why not notice that and create a resource designed specifically to answer those questions? Maybe even, <laughs> think about this, maybe even a specific podcast episode about that situation. And then next time it comes up, because you know it will, some newbie who joins the group and asks the same question without searching the group you've got a link you can drop to them in a very helpful way to enable them to find the answer to their question. You see, that's what you do in these groups. You serve people. You start answering their questions with helpful answers. In other words, don't just show off or promote yourself. Truly be there to help people. And while you're there, make friends. You, you would be surprised at the number of times people in Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups who you have interacted with regularly will begin to refer people to you and to your podcast because you've become friends with them. You build trust and they know that you're a valid resource for them to send people to. And think about that real carefully. People don't recommend people that they think are sketchy or shady. They only recommend people they trust. So if you can get in there and build friendships with people that are based on trust, you will have some allies in your corner. And then when you finally do share your podcast, do it in a way that provides topic-specific episodes as a solution to someone's need, right back to that thing of noticing the common issues and questions that arise. You can do that in these social media groups. You can also do this in real life. It takes a bit more work to find the real life groups, but they are out there. 
and they are extremely valuable. Maybe you could go on Google and search for my niche groups in my town. For example, real estate groups in Columbia, South Carolina, if that's where you live, and see what turns up. You may find some actual meetup groups. Go to those groups. Take those business cards, those those podcast business cards, and do the same thing you would do in an online group. Meet people, become friends, find out about them, get to know their needs, their questions, their desires, and serve those desires. And do all of the things I just described about social media in real life. All right, step number three in this part of awareness and notice is you need to take note of where the high-profile people in your niche are and copy what they're doing. So, for example, there are likely people in your niche who you look up to. These are people who uh, have become proficient in what it is you teach about or are the go-to resources. You see them on all the podcasts. They're the ones who write the articles. They're the ones who make the YouTube videos. You need to look and see what they're doing. Are they writing pieces for industry magazines, either online or offline? Are they placing ads in industry journals or publications, either online or offline? Are they presenting at industry events? Are they writing local newspaper columns or op-eds? Are they guesting on podcasts within your industry? Take a look at what they're doing. What is their strategy for getting themselves out in a way that serves the industry? Figure out how to do those things for yourself. And you may have to start small, especially with the things like speaking opportunities or newspaper columns, those kind of things. But start anyway. Start someplace and do those things regularly. Give away the amazing insights and value that you've discovered in your profession or in your niche and keep at it. That is where you can start to replicate the success of others by doing the same things they did to become successful. Unless you are listening to this podcast on my podcast website at podcastfasttrack.com, you probably haven't noticed, but I have moved my podcast feed from my previous media host to Captivate.fm. Now, why did I do that? Well, it wasn't because I was dissatisfied with the other media host. In fact, the media host I was with has served me very well for a long time, and I still have three or four different podcasts over there. Some of them are like legacy podcasts that are still just publishing no new episodes, but, but the old episodes are still there. But another one is a daily podcast that I publish every single day. It's still at the old media host. But I moved this show for a couple of reasons. Number one, I wanted to take a deeper dive into Captivate. Because I'm very impressed with what the guys at Captivate are doing. Mark Asquith and his team are doing some great things over there. They are incredible web designers, but they're also very much podcasters. They get what it takes to be successful at podcasting. And they're coming up with new little toys and tricks and marketing deployments all the time. Captivate is really a cool service. And I'm getting a lot out of it just by learning all the bells and whistles myself. I have developed a relationship with the guys over there where I've, I'm an affiliate of them, essentially. I send people to them because I believe in their products so much. And one of the cool things I like about Captivate is you get a certain bandwidth of downloads uh, every single month, and you can have as many podcasts within that bandwidth as you would like to have. And so I'm paying the one low monthly price right now for two podcasts 
that are in Captivate rather than having to pay a new monthly fee every time I add a show. Now, if any of my shows explode, then yes, the cost is going to go up as my download numbers go up. But hey, that's the price of success, isn't it? And it's not an exorbitant cost, so it's not a big deal. So if you'd like to check out Captivate, check out the link in the description of this episode right there in your podcast player or app and tell them Carrie Green from Podcast Fast Track sent you. Now, while we're talking about those high profile people in your industry, it never hurts to become friends with them also. I mean, you don't have to be salesy. You don't need to buddy up to them in some sort of a schmoozy way. You just need to build some genuine relationships and you compliment them on the work they do that's helped you so much. You comment on their videos. You comment on their social media posts. You become a familiar name in their online experience so that they become curious about you. They see you're doing the same sort of thing as them. And most of the time, especially in the podcasting community, that's not a threat to them. They oftentimes will reach out to you and say, hey, I see we're doing the same thing. We should connect for coffee or we should talk on Zoom. And you'll be amazed at relationships that you can build. I have so many connections with other podcast consultants and coaches that have been made entirely online or at conferences. And there's not this competitiveness. Do you know why? It's because we all realize the pie is big enough for all of us to have plenty. And so we're not hoarding. We're not fighting. We're not backbiting. We are supportive of each other. And it works much better that way. All right. Step number four, develop friendships with others who podcast and blog about the same things you do. Now that tails right off of that last point I made. There are so many ways to come at any topic, even the topics in your niche. That's why there's so many podcasts in every niche. Okay, well, maybe there's not so many ways to come at underwater basket weaving, for example, but you get the point. Those other people who are podcasting or blogging in your niche are not your competition. Don't think of it that way. They can, in fact, become some of your greatest supporters. Now, let's go back to that illustration of pie, and let's think of it as like the podcasting pie. There may be a limited number of slices in that pie, true, but the pie itself is growing all the time. As of 2019, Edison Research tells us that 51% of people in the U.S. have now listened to a podcast. Well, that also means 49% of the American public at that time had not listened to a podcast yet. So how many of those people are interested in your niche topics? There's lots of them. I guarantee it. So you and those others who publish episodes about your area of interest and expertise have plenty of people to build an audience from. There are people who listen to podcasts about a certain topic who often listen to multiple podcasts in that niche or area of interest. In other words, there's plenty of pie in your niche to go around. So become intentional about building relationships with those people in your niche. Not creepy ones where it's obvious you only want something from them, but real ones where you are giving value to them. Here are some ideas of things you could do. Number one, ask them to give you an audio spot from them about their podcast that you can feature on your podcast to serve your listeners and to highlight them as a guest. So maybe someone is especially adept at social media marketing who's in your industry. Ask them if they would like to do a little short five-minute spot that you can include on your podcast 
to help others in your industry learn how to do social media marketing in your industry better. You see, you're building a goodwill relationship with them that they will be happy to reciprocate in time. You also want to share their blog posts on your website or share links to their site and to the episodes that they share. I mean, these are called backlinks. And if you don't know anything about backlinks, there is a huge value to backlinks when it comes to SEO and getting organic search traffic to your website. So you're doing them a favor by putting their link on your website and it helps drive traffic to them. But it's also helping them to know that you are in support of them, which builds that relationship. I know some people who, once they post an article like this, they will send an email to the person with a link to the blog that they've created, and they'll say, hey, I highlighted your episode number whatever, whatever on this blog post. I thought you'd be interested in seeing it. And you're not only letting them know that you've done it, but you're also giving them a resource that they can then share with their audience, which they're likely to do because it highlights them. So you see, these relationships go back and forth. You also want to refer their good resources and episodes to other people as you come across needs that they address. You can send people to their email lists and products. And in time, you might even be able to create a joint venture product, webinar, course, or service with those people. These are all ways that you can do this kind of thing with influencers in your niche that not only work, but build good relationships, which really is one of the better aspects of podcasting, one of the better benefits of being a podcaster. Now, I want to give you one more idea here, and it's one that I've seen a lot of people do very well. I've done it a few times with various people, but there's one guy I know named Scott Johnson who does an amazing job at this, and it's what he refers to as episode swaps. And this is where you come up with an agreement with someone else who's in your niche and their podcast is very similar to yours, or you think the audience is very similar to the audience you want to attract. And you come up with this agreement where you agree to put an entire episode of their podcast in your podcast feed. And you record a special introduction with your voice, explaining to your audience why you think they will find value in this other person's podcast. And then they do the same thing for you. They put your podcast, an entire episode, into their podcast feed with a personal introduction, just like you did. And if you can align your scheduling so that you do it in the same week or maybe on off weeks, you can actually look at your stats in your podcast media host dashboard and you can see the effects of that. You will have people from that other show come over to your show and subscribe or listen and you'll see your download numbers go up. Now, as you do these things, you're going to be connecting with people who like the topics you like and want to help people with those topics just like you do. You have a lot in common with these people, and it's the beginnings of a beautiful friendship. And friends help friends. That's what this whole thing is all about. So here's what I want you to do. Listen through this episode again and decide what your first action step is going to be when it comes to awareness and notice for your podcast. That's where you have to start in order to dominate your niche. Next time on Podcastification, we're going to go to step two of the niche domination formula, which is quality and helpfulness. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. 
full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Thank you.